0: Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Great Fox 247 and I'm Kylie. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about unsupported people and how to cope with them. So let's go ahead and get this started. How's everything going over there?
1: It's good. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well.
1: <laughs> good. It's good to be back.
0: Yeah, it's always fun. I actually really look forward to doing this every week. It's really cool. Me too. too. So... I can't remember why we started, uh, why we decided to do this subject, but I just know both of you and I have, we've had our fair share of issues when it comes to unsupported people, and I'm sure many people have as well. In fact, I, I see it all the time, <clears throat> and I hear about it all the time. So, um, what is support to you?
1: I think you think support is a level of acceptance that comes unconditionally like so it's like without expecting something back or like to be like given to you or like someone like treating you a certain way um and then on top of it i think it's also a general belief in the capabilities of people
0: Okay, yeah, that's, that's an interesting way to put it for sure. I um, I actually, <laughs> no, that's cool. Like, that's I, really cool. Um, so I was watching a video. So I'm doing another plug here, guys. <laughs> I do recommend <clears throat> looking up a video. It's uh, by a YouTuber named Till Swan, and the video is called "What Kind of Supportive Are You," <clears throat> which goes really in depth and makes you think of like, oh, what is it that I really need? from other people and what can I give to other people and what makes supporting someone unhealthy and healthy as well.
1: Teal's just like an amazing spiritual teacher in general like even if it's Mm -hmm. even if you're like not interested in like spirituality or whatever like just like learning about yourself like she's she's amazing for it.
0: Yeah, no, she really is. There There's many, many subjects that she goes through, and I'm probably going to refer to her a lot because she's someone I watch almost on a daily basis on just different things. Sometimes I need a reminder on some, certain things, and I looked the, this video up prior to this podcast just to kind of, I don't know, get another insight on this subject because it, 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 me and you were talking about it, and it is it is really broad. Like uh, to to think about like what is support to you you know like mm-hmm. and that's yeah, I actually had a real hard time thinking about that.
1: What is it to you?
0: What is it to me? The one thing I can think of like is one thing I I look for in anyone when it whether it be friends, family, or even like uh, like a girlfriend. You know, anything, any relationship I have, I I want to be able to grow from them as well as they grow from me. You know what I mean? So it
1: looks like and you? what's that? So it looks like growth to you?
0: Like what? Sorry.
1: Sorry. I said, so it looks like growth to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it goes a little more beyond that because like, I, it's just so hard to word. 'Cause I was really thinking about this all day today. Like what really is it to me? And it's always something I look for in any anyone is like I, I want realness, I want honesty, and I want to be able to learn something from them. And I just want basically someone's gonna bring positivity in my life and no dysfunction, no bullshit, essentially. And but there's also negative support too. You know, like, one thing that Till actually does talk about is dysfunctional families and relationships, which... Yeah,
1: like, backhanded support, where it's, yeah. like, I support you, but, like, I also am, like, gonna, like, stab you in the back.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, too, but this one's more of, like... Um, let's say, like, you're, you're, you have your spouse, and you want to support them as best as you possibly can. But they're not supporting you in the way that you want them to support you, and you're almost just giving yourself up, just like, like self-sacrificing almost for this relationship because you love this person so much, like you you'll do anything for them, right? But what ends up coming from that is, well, you you get a dysfunctional marriage for one, you end up becoming incredibly resentful because you're losing bits and pieces of yourself doing this. And I actually see this all the time. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people, most people could actually relate to this because this is so common. This the mm. self-sacrificing thing where you're just like giving yourself up for someone and then you're just losing yourself in the mix of it all. And then you become so resentful. You start bottling up anger and then you become passive aggressive because you feel like you can't really get angry because you love this person. And then, Mm. and then the way they're like that other person is that they're just trying to like change you, like morph you into something that they want, but you're not that person, at least not exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Which then comes to like individuality. So, like.
1: So, okay, can I ask you a question then? Yeah. In that definition, is unsupportiveness technically, like, slavery to you?
0: I've never thought about it that way, but I I guess I could see that.
1: I guess it could be, like, a, a form of, like, slavery of the mind, because, okay, so, like, I actually... I feel like from the sound of like what you just explained like that could actually like trickle down into a lot of relationships like parental mm-hmm. relationships friendships like really any style of relationship that you have like co-workers mm-hmm. anything oh, yeah.
0: yeah it trickles to everyone like for sure um, so,
1: like in that essence like where unsupportiveness could be like a form of like mental slavery. Like think about okay. it. So if your parent okay. is sitting there being like, "Oh, like this is your like you're like hey, so like I'm really talented at something," <clears throat> and they're like, just not like fueling that fire within you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they're just like condemning it or ostracizing it or just like, well
0: they're putting you down and dragging you down like it's like yeah like, okay like, that's a good way to look at like a chain around their ankle and they're just kind of pulling you back down when you try to rise up with this yeah. passion yeah
1: it's a form of control
0: yeah it's manipulative and yeah. but then you know like of course then you yourself you're expecting that kind of support too and and then you lie to yourself too, or not, not us, but I mean, like just people in general, like they will lie to themselves. Like those type of people will saying, Oh, he is so supportive or she is so supportive of everything I want to do. And then they just put you down when you do attempt to say, say, like you want to go to school uh, for, I don't know, let's, I don't know what's a good example, just for arts, you know, and like, you're like, oh, and you get so excited. You're very passionate about the arts, whether it be, whether it be music, painting, anything, you know, acting. Um, and then they're like, oh, that's cool and stuff. But I think it might actually be a bad idea because of this, you know, excuse. You know, like say like with acting, for instance, like it is a rough gig to get into because you're competing with, you know, all these other actors who have been doing it for years and then like it, it's true it is a rough gig to get into you're not going to be making a lot of money when you get in there but it's something you really want to do and they make that point and then they just tell you you shouldn't do that you should do this instead go be a, a, a nurse you can make a lot of money being a nurse but you don't want to be a nurse and then you just kind of listen to them and, and you go and try and be a nurse instead and then
1: Of like slavery and control, then in in Mm that definition,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. But the problem is, too, like, what's up?
1: I have a bigger question for you, then okay. And I hate to like throw politics in here, but like, do you consider in that definition, do you consider your government to be unsupportive of its people?
0: Absolutely, (laughs) without a doubt. (laughs) like yeah
1: media government military like all kinds of things are designed to conform Mm -hmm. and make people into like this like zombie sheep mindset
2: yeah yeah
1: of like like exactly that like Oh, but you can make more money doing this instead. Don't go chase your dream because you need to survive.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and then of course they make it harder on you as time goes along too. So you're like, especially with the poverty, you know, the, they want to just rise up and then you just get pushed back down. You know, just yeah. by a change of laws or prices are going are going up higher. You know, and stuff like that. And I see that all the time. It's like it's so hard to live these days because of that. Um,
1: in a lot of areas, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I could definitely agree with that. I would say most people, at least in a, in the way they need it, are very unsupportive to one another. <clears throat> it's very rare to find friendships or like just relationships in general that are that fit the needs of the support uh, or fit what you need as far as uh, a supportive individual, you know, but then we also do the same thing. And again, that's where the individuality comes from. Like, and I, I draw down some notes here of like what to talk about. And one thing I will bring up is unsupportive parents. And I actually watched a video. I, I forget his name, but I know, you know who he is. He's another spiritual teacher, very cool guy. And maybe if I remember his name, I'll bring him up in another podcast. But um, he had something interesting to say about unsupported parents. Like the whole video was just on parents alone and not like other relationships.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, they're talking about like, you know, just how parent, like this, this can go above and beyond like different circumstances. Cause I know everyone has their own circumstances when it comes to that. You know, it could be a form of neglect or it could be just like, they just don't support what you do or like, you're trying to become your own person and, I mean, like with parents, like they they do see, especially when you're a baby, like they don't necessarily see you as a person at a conscious level. Anyway, yeah. like cause, like of course they see you as a baby. They you're
1: see you as, like an extension of themselves. Exactly.
0: Yeah, they see they see you as an extens- uh an extension of your, of their self Oh, if I could talk, guys, I am so sorry. <laughs> okay. But you already said so. They get the gist of it. At least I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that they just see that and then you have some parents that just want to like they kind of dream of like what you're going to become and th- some parents just want to see them like become another well th- them, themselves. You know, like they want to see them grow up like oh to be um say if parents are a football player, they want to see you become the football player but that person doesn't become the football player. Then what? <laughs> You know, and a
1: disappointment a lot of times is what I've noticed. What's that? I said, like in that case, they're just usually like considered like a disappointment a lot of times. Yeah. as far as I've noticed.
0: And I've seen, and I'm sure everyone's experienced something different. You know, like when it comes to that, sometimes it's really aggressive. It's like, no, you should go play football. It's good for you. Like, but I don't really want to. I don't care for that stuff. You know, like you can't you can't point a gun at someone's head to to make them do something they don't want to do. You know, like if if they're not passionate about, they're not passionate about it, and that should be understood. But a lot of parents don't, or a lot of people in general don't. You know, because like there's always that social pressure out there too. Like you got to do this, you should do that. You know, but I don't want to. I'm interested in this instead, and. Yeah, like it, it is kind of shitty to see that because, like, that's where, like, again, like, you don't, like, it makes it hard for you to even find yourself because you're being influenced by so many different people, especially by your parents and other family members and like friends and and spouse, you know, like, and you just kind of lose yourself and then you get you become so resentful against everything. And that's actually another reason why depression's so high, too. And why there's so many suicides now. Like, one of the
1: the many... The discard of individuality is, like, severely fueled by unsupportiveness. Just think about it. Socially, if you were to go out and you were to wear, like a mohawk and it was bright peacock blue and (laughs) you have like ridiculous like (laughs) what other people would consider ridiculous clothing on but to you you're just expressing your individuality and how you feel on the inside in in a physical way you know
0: what's great about you bringing that up and you picked the best example because this is one of my most favorite movies and it does deal with that same thing and it, in, the character in there does have, at one point have a blue mohawk and it's tall as hell. And he has those kind of parents. like his, So the movie I'm referring to is SLC Punk. I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen it, Kylie. Have you?
1: I've never even heard I actually
0: <laughs> own that movie. I freaking love it. It has Matthew Lillard in it. It is seriously one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is filmed here in Salt Lake City. Um, But it's about punks in the 80s and how they just kind of grew up here in Utah and what they had to deal with, you know, when it came to like the religion and their parents and stuff like that. And really, the whole moral of the story is just like growing up, you know. But throughout the movie, um, the main character, so Matthew Lillard's character, he has a dad that just wants him to become a lawyer because he's a lawyer. And so throughout the movie, he's like, You need to go to lawyer school, mate. You're you're smart. Like, you you got accepted the school. Why aren't you going? And like, because, dad, I want to. I want to be a punk, <laughs> you know? So he's like expressing himself through just wearing this punk clothing. He has the blue mohawk, blue, like blue green hair. Like it, you see his hair switch out, uh, uh, switch colors quite a few times in the, in the movie. But there is a scene. Oh, and this is my favorite scene where he's have, his parents are basically having an intervention with him. He got accepted into the school, this, this lawyer school. And they're, um, they're just telling him like, hey, like it's great you you graduated high school, you got accepted to school, but, but you really need to change how you dress up. And it flashes back to him. He just has that tall blue mohawk, and he just goes off on them. Was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm 18. I don't have to listen to you anymore. And I'm just gonna get the hell out. You know I mean? that's not the quote. It is a really hilarious scene, but like it's it is kind of interesting the think about that because like that really is a real issue like you know you have kids all the time that whether it be punk or or just whatever you, your your passion is or like how you whatever your style is like parents will kind of put you down for that shit sometimes you know like, I oh, you
1: really should be wearing that girls. huh But I think especially with girls
2: mm-hmm oh yeah
1: because girls are still very like it's like a guy can sit there and take his shirt off Mm -hmm. and not have to cover up his nipples or anything and that's totally fine but if a girl is like showing like her tummy then she's considered a slut
0: yeah 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 you gotta be modest you gotta be modest okay (laughs)
1: that's like that discard of individuality again which is fueled by the unsupportiveness of other people like the internet is famous for unsupportiveness oh yeah (laughs) like i mean like you can see it all over the place like people just like and that's all they know how to spew like like think about it how valuable is that kind of comment really like what is it doing like, think about all of the people sitting there on the internet just bashing each other, like, throwing this over this way. Like, throwing their opinion into this crap where, like, it doesn't belong. hmm And, like, I mean, people get really aggressive online, dude. Like, like threats and, I mean, all kinds of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Like, horrible, horrible things.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, celebrities. Celebrities get that all the time.
1: Severe in fact what's yeah.
0: going on right now actually funny that i kind of bring that up um so if anyone's ever seen avengers endgame there is a little i'm, I'm gonna try not to spoil it because i know it's been out for a while but just in case um there is a little girl that's in the movie and that actress for that little girl is actually getting bullied right now online and i haven't re- i didn't completely read through the article i guess it's, it's her family too like And I don't know why, which it's so ridiculous. She's a seven-year-old girl. She's just a little actress, plays a small part in the movie, but also a big part at the same time. But she's getting bullied pretty hardcore. And then the last time I saw that happen was um, with the last Star Wars movie, the girl who played Rose. I wish I could remember her name. But she was in The Last Jedi, and she took a lot of flack too because no one liked her character. You know, she's the girl that like falls in love with Finn and, you know, and like I'm not going to say like, you know, I completely agree with the character, but had nothing to do with the actress. You know, she's just an actress. She's just going by what the script says and she's just trying to do the best she can with what's written there. You know, and she took so much flack, like to the point where she deleted her Instagram and Snapchat and like basically all of her social media because she couldn't take it anymore because people are just giving her such a hard time for playing this character. I wouldn't even read it. Yeah, it was it was really screwed up. Like, <laughs> like why would you do that? It hasn't the actress has nothing to do with it. She's just playing the role. You know, she's just an actress. She's trying to do just her job.
1: So, what do you think the heart of unsupportiveness is?
2: The heart of
1: it. like the root causation of it.
2: That is a
0: hard one to answer, because I don't know. There, there's so many different reasons that pop in my head. Like you, in different scenarios too. Like you have unsupportive friends because it could be a list of reasons. It could be like jealousy or some kind. Okay,
1: of... so we go through them one by one. So the the root of unsupportive parents. What do you think that role would be?
0: Uh, they're not living up to their expectations. So for you know, as I brought up before, like, you know, they might see their child as one, like, oh, this is what they're going to grow up to be. You know, like they should, they could be like me, or they could be like you. I wonder which one. And, and then they become like the complete opposite to what they are. And, and then there's all, it, gosh, that, that can be a big, a really big subject too. Like with um, the gay community. A lot of people, especially here in Utah, I'm sure everywhere else, too, when it, because, but because Utah is such a heavily religious state, Um, A lot of religious families ended up having, like, their son come out gay, and then they just disown them because it's against a religion. God doesn't want that for you. And then guess what? All these these kids, that just because they're gay, become homeless because they have nowhere to go. They're, like, 16 to 18 years old, and they just got Mm -hmm. disowned by their family because of their sexuality, you know?
1: Yeah, I had a friend that that happened to. He was living in Idaho which is a heavily Christian-based state. Um, primarily, like, it's like Mormonism, but, um, which, is, which is a very strict religion. But his family was Mormon, and they ended up like, I'm not saying like all of them would do this, but um, his family found out that he was gay mm-hmm. because they saw photos of him with a boy on his phone like it was like one photo and they smashed his phone up against the wall like he like literally he walked over to my house and he was in tears dude um because he was just down the street and i guess they were like screaming at him telling him that he was gonna go straight to hell like all of this stuff
2: yeah
1: and i was just like oh my gosh like that's your kid (laughs) like
0: Yeah, like and like I said before, this this subject's so broad that we this is we can tie so many different things to uh just being uns just come from unsupportiveness, you know. And the second one,
1: what do you think the root of unsupportiveness is from friends?
0: Friends. Oh my goodness. So we, me and you, talked about this a little bit too. And it could, you know, like, so everyone fears change, you know, or not everyone, actually I would say everyone fears change, but most, a lot of people like take it really rough, especially when a friend changes. Mm -hmm. So like, I guess it could be a time to live up to expectations, but like, for instance, like when I went through my changes with the fitness thing, you know, like. I did end up weeding out certain friends that were unsupportive and are supportive. And so that got actually really confusing too. Because <clears throat> there was there was some surprises where I was like, oh, like this person really is supportive of me or this one's not. You know, like I just got put down a lot because I was just working on bettering myself and then I got called an asshole a few times. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: Like straight up. <laughs> In which I'm like, Sometimes I, I won't deny that, you know, I can be, but like in the where like I'm just trying to I'm trying to better myself. Like what would you have like what's wrong with that? You know? Like I understand, like, yeah, like I'm oh okay. you know, and this actually made a good tie in too. Like so I'll I'll get back to that in a minute. But um so it really put me in a state where I was like I just wanted to cut people out and be alone. And I did that for a little while. I I was just kind of doing my thing. I was going to work, you know, and I was just going back home, going to work, going back home and going to the gym and just kind of working on me. And then just talking to like a handful of people. My my friend circle is incredibly small now. And I had to recently cut someone out of my life because I found out that they're, (laughs) they were more than willing to, not necessarily backstab me but put me in a really bad situation just because of their just being selfish and so yeah, there's that form where like you you end up oh, really? what, is that? what that was l- this week I haven't told you about this by the way I'll, I'll, I'll talk what's
2: to you like, mm mm-hmm.
0: this was recent yeah it was it was I, I can I'll talk to you about that later for sure because um, I don't want I'm not gonna name drop any. I don't know if they're listening to this or not but like it was rough like it was a r- hard because I had to do that for me <clears throat> and it's it wasn't easy
1: like can you, without saying who it is like name wise can you like tell who, what happened I can't <laughs> okay.
0: yeah I, I know like, that's rough you know but it just had something to do where like I really felt betrayed because it put me in a really bad spot where I had to make a decision. And it, it was, I've never, it was a new situation for me. I hope I made the right one. Sometimes I feel like I don't. But I made the—I made a decision. But the, the moral of that was like, I ended up cutting them out of my life until I get their shit together. And the reason why I did that is, and it's not because I don't support them. Like, I actually really care about this person. And if she is listening, like, I want you to hear that out like I love you to death but I can't have that in my life you know I just want to see them do better and that's the difference right there actually you know like so like what I was feeling like so that kind of support like I just want people to want me to do better and then I'm going to want the same for them
1: you know like that level of support is actually like really beautiful like the way that you said that because it's like they put you in like a hurtful situation and you're sitting there still wishing the best for them like I'm like watching a friend go through a breakup right now like you already know this but like um it's that same level of like like I explained that to him because like yeah first he was so angry dude like he was so angry and he was like screw her like she did this to me like blah 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 and I was like whoa dude like you're like straight up coming from a victim angle like, you need to take some responsibility for one. So, like, that's another part of, I think, um, unsupportiveness is like a lack of, of self accountability and responsibility. Because it's like, okay, well, you know, like, this person may have hurt you, but like, it takes two to tango, bro.
0: Exactly. Like, if people let that
1: happen. Like, and yeah, like, and I'm not saying like, oh, sorry, that like that was right or that was wrong. Like, because, like, I think that's that's another thing about unsupportiveness. I think that's the real root of unsupportiveness is the hardcore, concrete belief that right and wrong exists and that it's not a gray area.
2: Mm, like,
1: that's
0: a good way I to put it. it. I, I would never have thought of yeah. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, It's, it's, it's root is, like, whether or not you believe that there is, like a right way to live or a right way to be or a right way to speak or conduct yourself or dress or sound or look or talk or whatever. Like, and then you're imposing that on someone else because it validates your decision.
0: Well, this is where support can actually also become unhealthy. Like, say if you're enabling. So like, so that Till Swan video, I'm, I'm going to quote this right now. Um, it's um, she actually gives a pretty decent definition of support. Of supporting someone and being supported. So she just says to support is to give assistance to enable some way. Which can all, which could be a really great thing. You know, like say if they're going off to college, you're like supporting them, like you do your thing, man. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna see you for years, but hell yeah. At least you're going out, you're bettering yourself. But then you have the enabling when it comes to say um just bad habits whether it be drug addiction or whatever it could be the smallest freaking bad habit yet you're allowing this to happen by assisting them like and that's actually kind of what happened with this last like with my situation it was uh i did enable a little bit but i was also kind of it was almost like a test because like i heard i had heard a bunch of stuff about this person and she's in she's a great friend of mine and i was like hey like I'm gonna help her out because I know she's trying to, she's trying to get some stuff done, and it is very like it's like heavy stuff too. So like, but it's ba- moral. What she's trying to do is basically get her family back together, you know. And I allowed her to use my car, and I don't do that for just anyone. You know, like I I, I might give someone a ride, but I don't let someone just take my car. But I was at work and couldn't and I knew they had to get up there to get to to run this errand so then you know they can make progress to getting what they need done and I was literally told right before uh, I I wish I could word this better but before I got backstabbed like hey you're just enabling this person you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that and then literally like two minutes later I, I saw like why I shouldn't have helped them because nothing was changing. So I enabled this person to pull this uh, or just to, to pull a really just to, to do, to, sorry, I'm trying, I'm trying to name drop or like get into specifics about the story. Maybe I should, but it's just, it's just kind of a more personal thing. Um, but the, uh, to, to do what they do best, you know, their bad habits to, to I enabled them to, perform their bad habit there we go that's I guess the best way to put it for me. sorry I'm stuttering everyone <laughs> but like um <clears throat> and that was a that was a good lesson for me because I was like oh, okay so I I, I just told him like hey like I care about you I, I can't allow this like if you ever want to earn that trust back like you're gonna have to get some shit together and that's it I just left at that I wanted to freak out I wanted to scream but I kept my composure and just told him how it is because <clears throat> I don't need that you know and so there's that enabling too
1: Supportiveness is coming from a place of love where unsupportiveness is coming from a place of like hate or jealousy so in that retrospect like I think that's a really great way to respond to someone who just like may have like hurt you or whatever or, like or like displaced your trust mm-hmm I think that's, like, a really good way to respond to them and just be, like, hey, like, here's my boundary, but, like, I still want you to, like, go be a better person, go find your happiness, and, like, just, like, go in peace, you know?
2: hmm
1: Yeah, exactly. A lot of people, that way, they want to respond with anger and aggression and defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, really, like, what is that? That's just a lower form of thinking. It's a reaction. It's not an actual thought process. Because, like, like I explained to you, like what a reaction is versus what a thought is is like a scratch versus a broken bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a reaction is something that is surface and temporary, and a bone, like a thought, is like a broken bone because it's deep and it's impactful. It could last, you know, there could be side effects for that for years. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between a reaction and a thought. If you're thinking on something, you're cognitive about it, you're aware of it, you're working through it. And, like, that is a thought. But a reaction is, like, when people lash out or they get aggressive or violent over, like, small things, you know. It's, like, nothing that's, like, life impending. Yeah. Like how that level of aggression should be included only is in like fight or flight situations. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's really what that is is like a symbol of stress
2: mm-hmm.
1: for people to react that way. So, like, I'm like really glad that even though this person like hurt you in whatever way they did, like that you're still being supportive of them as a person and like as like a fellow human being and like for their happiness like you're still like wishing them well you're not wishing them ill will or like harm or anything you know Mm -hmm. or like even just being aggressive or negative about it like you had like a good headspace to react that way so I think that's like a really beautiful thing that you've acquired now
0: well thank you yeah it was actually it was nice it was a cool like Thing for me, because I get helped me grow, and it made me realize how much I have grown. Because honestly, I probably would have let it happen, old me, you know, just because I'm looking for approval, which is another reason why people look for support as well. Is like they just want approval. But then you support someone in the wrong way and give yourself up, like, and just put yourself in a bad situation. Like, what what's good? What good is that doing? Nothing. It's doing no good for you or for that person
1: like on top of that like i think there is a level of self-support that needs to be practiced as well
0: exactly i mean and actually here's another quote from till swan's video too like and this is going to relate back to when we were talking about dysfunctional relationships like between like boyfriend and girlfriend or like i guess this again this can go with anyone really but this is is more relatable to that situation um but there's that's what i was talking about self-sacrificing yourself to support someone, but they don't support you in the same way. You get put in the situation where like, here's the quote right here. um, I can't have me and have you too. So you give up your individuality to, because you, you want to cling onto this person. You feel like if you don't change the way they, that you, they want you to change, then you're going to lose them. Mm. So and you just give up yourself and like, and then again, you become resentful and it becomes such a toxic relationship. And that, it's something I see on a daily basis. And I'm sure you do too. Like it is such a common thing to see this. And it is very it's sad.
1: Really a discussion amongst people though, which is the problem. Mm-hmm. Because if you've sat there and expressed your needs and your values and your wants in a relationship, none of that would ever happen.
0: Exactly, yeah. Like, and that needs to be implemented in every relationship. And that's what I look for in anything. That's why like, I'm more than willing to be single for years until I find that because fuck it. Like I'm not settling for just giving up myself just because I'm lonely, which actually goes to another point that I I did jot down was the benefits of being alone and cutting those negative people out of your life. Now, what would you say when it comes down to that? Like what is, let's just, I'm just going to use, I guess, uh, um, what's your opinion on this like so what what is your biggest boundary when it comes to like uh, cutting people out of your life like what makes you tick when it comes to that because I know I know like I'm sorry I'm trying to word this a little bit better <laughs> but like how did you like when what made you realize that you need to start cutting certain people out of your life when it comes to like a negative support system
1: or crossing mm-hmm. your boundaries so many cycles of this throughout my life like which I think a lot of people do to a degree but like I knew a lot of people so I did this a lot and I was always taught to accept everyone as they are as they come which is like polar opposite to the way that I view things now like, I don't need to accept whatever comes. Mm-hmm. I don't need to accept your behavior f- for what it is or whatever excuses you have for it. Like, And that's how I translated that teaching was like, oh, like, well, I'm just accepting you for who you are. You know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But So like, in that way, like, I thought I was being supportive. But when it came to the abuse patterns, that those people exuded in our friendships or in our relationships or whatever. And like, it it really wasn't until I got older that I was like, Oh, whoa, like you're this young and you're exuding these abusive behaviors. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's like emotional abuse, like manipulativeness. Like I experienced a lot of things from just friends alone. Like this isn't even family. This is just friends alone. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of lying stealing like all kinds of stuff jealousy like behind the back kind of like really catty catty things um I had quite a few friends who okay so like I had one friend that I had for 11 years who like to this day will still sit there and like beg to to mend the friendship and I'm like sweetheart you had so many chances with me like so like this is where the self-support thing comes in because like a boundary is like self-support so like cutting people out of your life is not like it's not cutting people out of your life it's setting boundaries and if people can't abide by that and respect that then like they just don't share the same values as you so like it's like okay well then we just don't need to associate like you don't share the same values that's fine but like you just like need to like go be happy in your own way i'm gonna go do my thing but like i think so with with that like like i guess the pet peeve or i i don't know i don't know how to say that so what like ticks for for me when it comes to cutting people out is if i sit there and give you chance after chance after chance i am not doing that out of a lack of self-respect. I'm doing it out of a sense of hope for you.
2: Yeah. And
1: if you completely like, like if you continue to dispute that and rebuttal with bad behavior, disrespectful behaviors, um, lying, stealing, like whatever. Because like even like being jealous, like I do. I like I said, I had I had so many girl friends. Who we we would all go hang out and because I like I've always been like pretty charismatic when it comes to conversation, um and I was never afraid to go talk to anyone and like this one the the friend of eleven years was she was pretty shy, for the most part but like she would have these bursts of wildness like specifically around me, which emulated more of who i was and less of who she was and there was at one point where she i mean she used to do all kinds of crazy stuff like Mm -hmm. guy specific which was so weird to me because like i i never like sat there and like thought that i was cute or anything until i got older so like i was kind of just like felt like awkward and like (sighs) ugly duckling um but she would have this issue with guys speaking to me like if she was not the center of attention with male attention specifically then she felt inferior Mm -hmm. and so there was like like there's a lack of self-support with her obviously in that area but she would get so jealous to the point where she was getting vindictive And she went after like people I loved, like a guy that I was in love with. She went after him intentionally and like told me face to face her intent to go after him. Like while I was with him and I was like, excuse you? Like, and this is a friend of like 11 years at this point. Like this was like the end of our friendship and it was not over the guy. It was over her level of disrespect, not only for herself, but for our friendship and for me. Yeah. Because, like, I put a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of, like, interest in that girl. Because that's what a relationship is, dude. Like, you're investing. And, like, when you invest in something, a lot of people expect to gain interest, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was the same way at that point. I don't always expect interest anymore. But, like, at that point, I did. Okay. And so I viewed it like very personally. And so I was like, okay, you know what? Like you have had chances with this, like you've done things before with this area of disrespect to me because of your own insecurities and your own bad self-hating behaviors. But like, that's my line. Like, so like basically like the ticker for me is like when you sit there and disrespect me on repeat, after I give you chance after chance, you know, because it's like, what what amazes me is that after all this time, she has come back numerous times, which is this is a sign of narcissism, like narcissistic abuse patterns.
0: Um, I, I do have to say, sorry to like kind of cut you off. We are like already pushing above what we normally do on our show. Um, timelines. Yeah, so we're going to to start wrapping it up, but I'm going to end with one more question to you just because it's going to follow up with that, what you are just talking about. So for people who are surrounded by, say, unsupportive and and negative people, what would you say is the benefits of just kind of being a loner for a while?
1: Self-actualization and freedom.
0: There you go. And you did bring up how... Um, how people who do some of those bad habits where they support someone in a wrong way, like need to kind of learn how to support themselves. I would definitely see, yeah, like, like being alone and kind of finding yourself, like, cause no one wants to be alone. I, and I would even say that it's actually unhealthy to be alone for very, for too long. But the, but you also want to be around the right people, like, very, like a supportive group and, and just someone that's not, or people that aren't toxic to you. And that's kind of why my friend circle is so small. Like, I don't just go hang out with just anyone anymore.
1: Honestly, though, like, I love my alone time. Like, I agree with that. I don't think you should be alone for, like, yeah. super long periods of time because it's not healthy. But, like, I do. I love my alone time because I'm just, like, I love having a close, intimate, personal relationship with myself. Same. I,
0: I really enjoy being, but a lot of people are afraid to be alone. And
1: we'll probably go on another well, self-supportive exactly but, yeah like oh crap i have to
0: support myself like yeah. my <laughs> i need someone here yeah we'll probably go on another podcast about that subject another time it won't be next week but just like just sometime because like that is something i do want to talk about more because it is I, i'm actually reading a book about loneliness and how big of an epidemic it or uh, epidemic epidemic it is oh my goodness guys I cannot speak tonight um so we'll we'll talk about that a little more but I want I I like that because like I I understand a lot of people are afraid to be alone and and but like I almost like sometimes like because of these situations that like both me and I have gone through like I, I wouldn't mind just being alone like I, I really like it, like going to the gym by myself with my headphones in and just going, to, like just doing my thing. Like it's very zenful. Or going on a hike by myself, even like I think it's great. Or even just like chilling out in the room, not being bothered by anyone, you know, because it gives me time to think about me and, and just life, you know. Anyway, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, sorry how long this has been, but um, my our challenge for you. This week um, is actually going to be something that's in that teal swan video, so I actually want you guys to watch that. and the, the the title of that video is called "What Kind of Supportive Are You?" and it's by teal swan. And in her video, she asks people to write ten things that mean uh what means support to you. So just write down ten things that means so, um uh, that you expect from someone when comes to being supported uh which again when i when i started this like i I watched that and i heard that and i have a hard time writing that that 10 those 10 things because it's something i've never really thought about before so i want you guys to just think about that a little bit this week and then just analyze the people in your life while you do that anyway thank you all for the support we really appreciate it um we will see you next week
2: see you later